The Rebel Leadership Podcast, a refreshing take on authentic leadership told through real stories. Let's smash the status quo and change how leaders lead once and for all. The thought of reinvention, of rebuilding yourself from the ground up, is scary. It means betting wholly on yourself and believing that you can succeed, sometimes in spite of yourself, sometimes in spite of the odds. But if you can take that chance, if you take risks you've never even imagined, the rewards and opportunities can be tremendous. It literally changes your perspective about personal and professional success. But what does it take to put yourself out there and take that chance? What clicks into place and makes you say, I'm ready to reinvent myself? On today's episode of the Rebel Leadership Podcast, I'm talking to content manager John Feld, who came to Rebel from a non-agency background, and content creator Kyle Wood, who flipped the switch from retail management to digital marketing. Together, we discuss how an innate love of writing, adaptability, and a willingness to change, learn, and grow have been key to their reinvention. Listen, reflect, and embrace your next aha moment. So it's just going to be like a normal conversation. Talk to me like normal. Project as you normally would, just as I if you wouldn't have. I always have this have. much gear with me when I talk, so should, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's very normal, right? Sure. John, how did you get into writing in the first place? When I was in high school, uh, I, I read a book called Temple of Gold by William Golding. And I was so enamored by the book, and I wasn't a big reader, ever. It, for some reason, made me want to write. And so I started with my assignments, just sort of raising the bar a little bit on what I was doing, and find I really fell in love with it. So that's kind of what started my path, and then a lot of poetry, things like that. Wow. And you've been writing ever since, right? There hasn't been a blip where you did something completely different. Never. So has that passion for writing grown and grown and grown over the years? Have you ever had like a love-hate relationship with it? Oh, I always have a lo- I always <laughs> have a love-hate relationship with it because I'm not always satisfied with the work that I produce. And the thing is, as I've done it more professionally, I've learned how to be more facile, but that doesn't always mean I'm still happy with what I'm doing. So it's a it's a pretty constant growing experience. At the end of the day, uh, I always feel like I can do better. So that sort of gets me to the next day. Mm-hmm. And what about you, Kyle? My love for writing, you know, definitely came from my love for movies growing up. But it stretched far beyond just uh, American cinema. And I found myself sort of like entranced in all these international films from like Akira Kurosawa and Federico Fellini and just really seeing art on screen. And it really gave me that passion to want to write screenplays. And that was that was my whole middle school and high school, just dreaming of going to film school. Wow. And (laughs) so did you? No, I didn't. And, you know, it's not something I regret, 
my path led me here, so I can't mm-hmm. can't complain too much. <laughs> but in your professional world, yours is a different track. Like John right. started as a writer, has been a writer all right. these years, right? Right. Um, so what led you to this moment of our topic today, which is the art and fear of reinvention? Life is scary. <laughs> Reinventing yourself is, is scary. It's a it's a leap. Uh, you're risking. Uh, not just on yourself, but the things you've, you know, built around you, you know, you've, you have these strong relationships in your life where those people have to believe in you too, and let you take that risk. And, and yeah, my, my whole career was business management, you know, uh, definitely started out as a young age, just growing within one company for, Mm -hmm. for 10 years until I, you know, was running it. And something just kept me on that path. I think I just really enjoyed leading a group of people, inspiring a group of people. And that was natural to you. It was. It wasn't so by the book. Uh, I remember transferring to a corporate setting and having everything be by the book and here are the rules and here's how you should manage and here's how they should listen to you. And all these things were a little alarming to me. Because there is no one way to manage people. Mm-hmm. There is no one way to guide them to the finish line or make them work at their full potential. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's small steps. It's encouraging steps. It's guidance. A lot of practice. A lot of failure. That's something we don't teach in a lot of work settings mm-hmm. is you need to fail in order to learn. And there's no ceiling when it comes to that. You've got to scrape your knee. You have to, yeah. Mm -hmm. You would wake up each day, do this job with the best of your ability Mm -hmm. and wake up the next day, do that job with the best of your ability. And then years go by, right? Was there something that happened that clicked for you or was it an evolution of those days (laughs) that led to the moment when you said, you know what? I'm ready for reinvention. Absolutely. It was just the the, the lack of care and the lack of encouragement and leadership that was around me. And it definitely forced me to start asking those questions like, am I more valuable than how they're perceiving me to be? Have I reached, you know, as far as I'm going to reach where I am right now? And is it worth it to continue on? Mm-hmm. Am I going to go somewhere else? And they're just going to be like, yeah, you know, we've been waiting for you. Yep. <laughs> and that's, that was the motivation. You and know? your reinvention was a leap into the field where you were originally passionate about, which is writing. Your reinvention, John, was a leap forward in management in this field that you've been on the entire time. So they're two very parallel, but very different. It's also my reinvention happened with Rebel. Mm-hmm. Before I came here, I had been doing something completely different for a large number of years with a partner. So the, the difference in coming here was that I felt, I don't, I don't know if it's true, I felt that I was somewhat of a reclamation project because I had never done any work in social mm. media, things like that. So I felt a little bit like a square peg in a round hole. Was that just the story you told yourself? Or did anybody make you feel like that? Nobody made me feel that way. 
I was just shocked when I went through the process of interviewing and coming to the understanding this is a very different environment, a very different experience, and then being welcomed into that environment mm. and then growing within that environment. So to me, the reinvention was being in a space, in an agency space, which I had never been before. Yeah. Learning that, and there's still, believe me, the learning very intense. is still very steep. Yeah. But yeah. that's not the issue. The issue is that it made me realize that things that I thought had passed me by had not. And that I still had the facility to do certain things. And in an environment where that is encouraged, I kind of grew out of that feeling of being a reclamation project into feeling that I mattered to the team. There's a lot of personal introspection and reflection that you have to do in reinvention, I can imagine, where it's reinstilling the belief in yourself and listening to the words around you of saying like, whoa, you're really, really good from people who have been doing this for a really long time yeah. and recognizing that in you, in order to reinvent, you need to recognize it in yourself and act. There's a, a lot of fear around, well, for me, anyhow, I can't speak for anybody else. A lot of fear around being found out. What if they know that I'm really not good at this? And all of a sudden at the end of the day, when you start to understand how things work and you begin to really integrate with the team, that's exactly what happens. You find yourself inspired and you find yourself believing that I found myself believing I can do this. And that not only that, I really enjoy good it, at it, but I love it. And it, and it's kind of, it, it's sort of not just reinventing, but re-inspiring and, and doing things that you've never done before and understanding that you are capable of doing more than you believed you could do. Mm. And that was a big part of the reinvention for me. And your reinvention was propelling you to a world of management, managing others. Yeah, I didn't realize it at the time. Mm -hmm. But it, it was something that was, in this case, it was very organic. Because I was working with team members. And as I did it, really enjoying that part of it understanding what they needed or asking what they needed. As a manager, the one thing I realized from the very beginning is that my job is to be a resource and a support. And once I had that kind of understanding, the rest of it just flowed from there. And it's been great because we as a team are very receptive to each other. And if we didn't have that experience, I don't think it would be as easy. But there, it's just when you're with good people, it just propagates itself. So I, too, understand this world of reinvention because I wasn't always on this leadership track. I grew up in the world of client services. And so I was in this relationship building mode and strategy and managing teams and knowing how to get shit done. Right. So I would move at dizzying speed and I was just I was in it. I was loving it for a time. And then there came a point in time where I realized just like your story, Kyle, I had reached a max capacity and I don't know what it was that happened. I don't think there was any pivotal point, but I do believe when you reinvent, it takes someone or a group of people around you saying like, you are capable of so much more than you think you are just like you were saying. Absolutely true. There is no question. Um, you know, the, the, that level of support, that feeling from others 
especially here, that you can do this. You got this. You're doing a good job. Whether I knew it or not, other people were just really behind me. And not only that, there's a great deal of mentorship that now as I'm moving into this position, I have reached out to others and they have gladly given me their time and resources. And I I think that's kind of ideal. If you're Mm -hmm. able to reinvent yourself and you have this incredible support system, it just doesn't get much better than that in terms of moving forward. So let's talk about your reinvention in the world of copywriting. You reinvented and took a step back Mm -hmm. and decided to take on an internship Mm -hmm. role after you had been working for years, which is a risk in and of itself. What was it like making that decision? What was the fear factor like? like? Uh, You you wouldn't be able to tell here, uh, but very terrifying. (laughs) Uh, From a financial standpoint, very scary. From... Uh, a risk standpoint, scary. <laughs> all in all, all in all, scary. Uh, but ultimately, it's taking a risk uh, on yourself. The only thing that kept me going was the finish line is is what you're working towards. Just imagine if the timetable is small. Imagine if it's just six weeks or just twelve weeks. But those twelve weeks set up the rest of your life, the rest of your career. And that was the risk that I had to take because you, because you never know if another door is going to open. If I passed on rebel, where would I be right now? If I didn't, it's an incredible amount of courage. (laughs) Yeah. People say life is scary and it it can be, uh, but can also be very rewarding. But I think it really takes those risks and it takes believing in yourself. And, and John was saying it, um, the amount of encouragement and support that we get here is phenomenal. I can't tell you how many times people will just come up to us and say, you did a really good job on that work. Or let's just say the writing wasn't the best. They point out what you did well and what you can fix moving forward, just polishing the skills that you have. But Well, to that point, just to pause there for a second, because you've been in managerial positions in the past and you haven't, and you're now there now, right? What I hope you take away from even reflecting in this conversation is the impact that that belief has on the people who are looking up to you, who are your direct reports. When you are in that significant responsibility role, how powerful encouragement and affirmation is. Absolutely. It could literally change their life, yeah. change their trajectory. And I don't, I don't think leaders everywhere understand the power of affirmation and encouragement. Yeah. It is far powerful to me, at least in my experience, of saying, yes, you can do that. This piece might not be there yet, but I know that you can if you apply yourself and think about this and help build on what they are actually doing well instead of just critique what they are not doing well. Well, and I think there's also an aspect that uh, Kyle brought to the table when he came here. You're right. I, I would never have known that you were scared. That never came through to me. What did come through was that level of enthusiasm. And I noticed that before I ever managed Kyle, because this is fairly new to me, but we kind of had that relationship pretty quickly. And 
the one thing I feel as a manager is when I see somebody take feedback, incorporate it, and then forward that feedback. So the next piece I see or the next whatever, the, the next piece of work I see, the learning is there. Oh, it's the best. It makes things so much easier. So Kyle's progression was fairly quick, but also because Kyle grasped everything fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. And to me, honestly, it makes managing a little bit easier because the people I manage happen to be very talented. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And There's got to be a level of effort that comes to the table. You're 100% right. Yeah. The quality of work there, that the, all those things are table stakes. So this can't you can't just reinvent yourself and then not put in the work. Yeah. It's still gonna be hard work. Yeah. Your journey's not over. But the point is, so long as you have those fundamental traits, the sky's the limit. You well, keep and, learning and listening and asking. And what we're also doing now as a team, a lot of our focus over the next because we're a fairly new team. A lot of our focus over the next few months is twofold. One is understanding Rebels' institutional needs as it relates to content. So we're working with other departments. For example, with SEO, how are content and SEO interrelated? How do we support each other? But we're also working on our own fundamentals. We're going to take a deep dive into social media as a team to really understand what the messaging means, what the branding means, how those are related. So I, the one kind of cool thing to me is we're doing this together. I know what they know. They, wanna, they know what I know. Um, nobody's coming in and saying, I've got it locked, because we don't. And isn't that part of the realization of reinventing yourself, that like everybody's human, and these are natural human emotions, and they're natural things that many other people besides yourself go through? With that, everybody's learning. Anybody who claims they know everything is just flat out wrong, right? No one knows everything. We're, yeah. I'm learning something every single day. I see people learning something every single day. And when you take that big, giant leap, I'm so ex- what I get excited about is knowing what you have yet to learn on this path. And there's a lot. And, and I think Kyle can attest to this too, where we relate to each other from that aspect that we, we both are doing new things, but there's also a deeply personal part of it where I, I'll say this, but I shouldn't. <laughs> I go home to my wife and I say, I can't believe this. I can't believe this happened. Mm-hmm. And she looks at me and said, I really kind of thought you were done with all that and you were mm-hmm. whatever you were going to write freelance and that was going to be it. Yep. So there's a, a not just a level of satisfaction, it's being integrated with a team in a way that I haven't before. Mm-hmm. And it's being part of the whole process, not just for the content team, but rebel wide that we're beginning to understand our place. And it's a really cool thing for me because it's nothing I've experienced before. It's fulfilling. It's very fulfilling. So it's like once you've, you've made the leap, you get through the initial emotions. Like we talked about the fear and anxiety around, mm-hmm the art of reinvention, you get to the other side and you, and it's this, I can't believe that was there for me. Exactly. Waiting it's right a, there. It, yeah. It's incredible to know that something like that is out there. And had I not, this was a chance email between Bryn and myself. <laughs> I was looking for freelance work. I emailed him. I said, you know, my company's winding down. I'd like to try 
writing freelance? Do you have any opportunities? No, but why don't you come in and meet the team? Uh, and if, if he hadn't gotten back to me, who knows what would have happened? But Kyle said it before, you never know where your chance is going to be. Mm-hmm. So how long was your internship, Kyle? My internship was six weeks. So in six weeks, how does that now reflecting back on that fear that you had before you accepted the offer, the fear you had before you put yourself out there and said, mm. I'm going to change. Yeah. What does it feel like now on the other side of those six weeks? It feels remarkable, you know, and there were definitely key factors in getting me there again, take, taking that risk, but also just connecting so well with the team around me. Everybody was extremely supportive, but you know, I was receptive in building relationships and fine tuning my work and asking questions and, you know, setting the expectation, you know, when talking with John and putting in the hard work, I didn't know how much work it was going to be. I didn't know how much time I would be heads down, just staring at my laptop for hours. (laughs) (laughs) And by the end of it, uh, you guys didn't realize like how much work I had done in so little time and the impact that I had already made and, and those relationships again, being able to hear from not just John, but you know, Julia and Hannah and Corey and all, all my leadership around me saying, this was a great decision. Mm-hmm. Kyle's made an impact, but hearing it personally, very rewarding because that's something you also miss in a, in a corporate setting. Sometimes is someone just telling you like you did a good job. And the full circle moment on this side, mm-hmm. the leadership side was the two moments where I got to tell you guys, like, we're going to do this thing. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. I remember the tears welling up in your eyes and they welled up in mine too because i could see this moment of like belief washing over you of like you you did it no one else did that you did that you did that john you got to the next moment no one else did that all we did was try and make you see what we saw what's one piece of feedback or advice you'd give to someone considering reinventing themselves Narrowing it down to, to one piece of advice is, is hard. I'm going to say not giving up on yourself. And with that, loving yourself. Because I think, I think it's extremely important to know that you're the one that has to believe in yourself. You're the one that has to put in the work and get yourself to the finish line. Because there's always going to be people there along the way that help you or mentor you. But at the end of the day, you put the work in. And you're exactly where you need to be because of you. And trust me, a lot of people out there are going to say, well, it's not going to happen for me. I don't believe in myself. It's, it's getting over those hurdles. What about you, John? I, I, actually, I, that's a really good way to put it. Mm. Um, because I, I think that kind of element of self-doubt, especially when I first got here, was kind of ringing in my ears. Mm -hmm. But I would say, if you think that things have passed you by, if you think that there are opportunities you can't take, you need to think again. Beyond self-belief and self-love, both of which are super, super important. There's no question about that. Um, You have to value yourself first for what you do and who you are. 
there's also opportunity that you don't know is waiting for you. And if you're not open to it, that's what you're going to miss. Things don't pass you by unless you let them pass you by. I feel very fortunate for where I am and where I've been, but I also started the chain myself, whether I knew it or not. And had I not done that, I wouldn't be here. So I would say to anybody who thinks that they're sort of where they are and can't get out, not necessarily true. Fall forward. I think that's a really great way of putting it. And not also, I think the way you said it was nice because a lot of people look back and they say, you know, what if I pushed myself more four years ago, five years ago, got myself out of that really terrible position? Would I have been here sooner? No. You had to do those things in order to be in these chairs right now in this room. So actually, as I'm hearing you guys talk, I'm replaying the moment when we actually crafted our company vision for the first Mm -hmm. time. And I was listening to a podcast on a run. And it was my first run that I was cleared for after I had my second son. And I'm listening to this woman. I'm locked in. And and it was about a business owner who was, her path was paved in gold. She had gone, got her MBA from Harvard. She was like excelling in this corporation, big name brand. And she decided to take a leap and start her own business, reinvent herself. And the host of the podcast said, why would you do that? Like, why would you take such a huge risk? And her response stopped me in my tracks. And she said, well, what greater risk is there in life than to not realize what you're capable of? And I think that's fitting for this conversation because it's true. Like, what what else is the point? I haven't found one. I haven't found another point than to say, try it. Yeah. Do the thing. Do the damn thing. Try it. You might surprise yourself. Yeah. I was in that position many years ago where I was in a job I didn't love and chose to start my own company. And it was scary, but it was also based on capabilities I already right. had. Right. So that's the transition's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Coming here and just leaping off the ledge and doing it. You know, and why not? Absolutely. Because at that it for me at this point it was one of two ways, do that freelance thing or take this sudden opportunity that came up for me, which, as Kyle can attest, scared the hell out of me. Hmm. But there was no reason not to do it. Absolutely none. And Kyle should also, you should know that you were here for two weeks when we were like, yeah, he's good. We'll keep him. <laughs> just, so, just so you know that. I just had to give Bryn his presentation because he likes presentations. And that, that was, by the way, one of the best presentations ever. It was. Seen. You set the bar high, my friend. You really did. <laughs> well, thank you guys for getting so thank real you. on the podcast today. Thank Thanks you for having us. Appreciate it.